Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia and this week I'm joined for another one of our themed uh, workshop episodes with my good friend Christina Alexanderson. Christina, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you back. I realized before we started recording that you and I haven't talked since before Christmas. Um, so I'm not even sure like how your new year has been and, and what you've been up to so far. Uh, my new year was great. And uh, what have I been up to? Nothing big, nothing small, just ordinary stuff. How about yours? <laughs> How has, has 2020 started for you? Uh, so far, it's been fine. You know, it's uh, I, I, I personally like the new year. I know that it's, it's all, um, you know, time is just a human construct that we've created. And so the new year doesn't really mean anything. But I do kind of like the idea of a fresh start. So that, that is always kind of nice to, to start a new year. And um, this year didn't go as smoothly as I, I had hoped the transition. Um, things have just been kind of crazy with work and stuff. But, but you know, life goes on and, and it's all usual stuff. But things have been good. And photography-wise, this month has been different because I've just been focusing solely on January happening right now. Um, for people that don't know what that is, that's a... Uh, yeah. That was... Tell me. I don't know what oh, it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if people are curious, we did a whole... I did a whole podcast about it last year with the two creators of the Jant Manuary hashtag theme over on Instagram, uh, Jason Nevermore and um, Dennis Taylor, uh, Crash Override. Um, they created this hashtag a couple years ago called Jant Manuary, and it was basically just to spend January photographing Ant-Man in a one-to-one scale because the Ant-Man action figure have, presents that fun opportunity where you can just set him anywhere and, and it turns into a picture because Ant-Man can shrink or grow. So so it's kind of a fun challenge to um, to shoot Ant-Man and, and put him in these fun situations. And the challenge has grown over the years, but um, it's just a, a just a fun way to to participate in something together. And um, yeah. yeah, and Ant-Man over the years has actually become one of my favorite action figures to photograph and Lego figures to photograph. I, I'm kind of mixed on the, act- on the actual Ant-Man movies, but the, um, the action figure is just so fun to shoot because I can just think of all these wacky ideas to put him in or, you know, I put him on board games or I put him in uh, against food or, or whatever it is, just things that I like mixing into my images anyway. So it's kind of... Uh, the perfect mixture of toy photography and and regular photography and so um so yeah that's kind of just been all i've been focusing on this month except for the photo that we're going to talk about today so other than that i've only <laughs> been posting and shooting ant-man photos and uh, we're recording this on the 25th so that the the challenge is almost over and it'll be over by the time this airs but um but yeah it's always a fun thing i look forward to every year and this year i really just dove right into it head first so so that was really fun what is the favorite uh, motif then to put Ant-Man in? What it really, what, what made you blown your mind this year? What, what do you think is your masterpiece for <laughs> your January 2020? Um, it's funny. I just, um, I just now posted a photo yesterday that, that a lot of people are really responding to, and it's, and I'm glad because it was a really fun one, and I've done a couple like it, where around Halloween I, I got the idea to buy. Thor's hammer, a Mjolnir, at a Halloween store, and so because um, I thought it would just be fun to have a prop like that to photograph, and then I realized I could put Ant Man on it and make this cool little like Avengers team up tie tie in photo kind of thing. So I posted a shot a couple days ago of Ant Man kind of being swept away by the hammer flying off, and and people have really responded to that really well and. And um, that one was a really fun one to take. So that's probably going to be like my highlight of the month. But but all, all throughout the month, I've actually been buying new little Ant-Man figures here and there on eBay and stuff like that. I've just been really, really diving into it and, and experimenting with different things. So so now I've just got like a pile of Ant-Man figures that I'll, that I'll have <laughs> forever now and I can continue taking photos of. So, so that's really fun as well. So next January, it will be kind of a... And a never-ending <laughs> row yes. of Ant-Man yeah, and, photos. Yeah, and, and part of me is getting a little sick of doing Ant-Man photos because I feel now I'm kind of running out of steam or I need ideas to, to finish out the month. So so in that respect, I'm kind of glad it's going to be over soon. But at the same time, I'm 
it's going to be weird transitioning back to doing other things and and i'm i know i'm going to continue having ant-man ideas so i'll probably continue doing photos throughout the year and maybe i'll save some for next year or i'll just post them as they come we'll see yeah 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 i i don't know i have never done a ant-man <laughs> photo <laughs> and i have no cravings to do it either so <laughs> i'm kind of really lost in this world i i, I can't see i i look through your instagram <laughs> feed and i realize that i'm not taking part in this <laughs> this amazing <laughs> community activity and um and I don't see myself do that either because this isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific kind of photography. And, 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 and what I like about it is this is kind of how I think of my photos anyway. Is it's the Ant-Man figure offers me the opportunity to tell a complete story in one photo with like a joke thrown in, you know. So I had one photo of him on top of a Risk game board and all the pieces were aiming at him, you know. It's like just little jokes like that are easy to pull off with with an Ant-Man figure like this because you can just find clever ways to play around with the scale and, and find funny situations like that to put them in. So, or action situations, you know, that have a little twist to them, like um, him running. I have one of him like running away from a bunch of lemons falling on him and stuff like that. You know, you just, you get a lot of fun opportunities when you're playing around with different scales. Yeah. yeah. I love the one with the cereals and the milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Him like drowning, drowning in the Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one was fun. Yeah. So that has been kind of the, my toy photography focus so far this year. So it's funny that um, all of these red photos have been coming in, people tagging us, and and I feel bad that I haven't been promoting it a little bit more or I haven't been posting more of my own red photos and stuff. So I'm sure that after January is over and in between when this podcast airs, I'll probably be posting more red photos and stuff like that and kind of um, thinking about this this theme a little bit more but um but it's been great seeing everybody's submissions come through and uh and i've been thinking about the color red a lot as as we've been leading up to this conversation okay uh <laughs> no i'm so curious what about what have you thought about the, the <laughs> what kind of images have you done and and how many and why <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what i did was um after we talked last time i went through my um my category of, of images you know I have them all in in my Lightroom catalog so I just went through and I, I selected all of the photos that I found that used red as like the prominent color or the prominent theme of the image just to see how I had used the color before and, and why yeah. and, and red is one of those one of those colors that has a lot of symbolism tied to it you know when you first think of it colors or you know words come to mind for me like fire and blood and danger and power and passion and love and it's just one of those really powerful colors that has a lot tied into it and um one thing that i personally find about red is that it's in photography can be very distracting so i i yes. try to when i use it in images it, it tends to be the focus of the image i i think i've realized that i usually don't insert red items and stuff into my shots unless it's unless it's uh, the focus and so and when it's not the focus i found myself really drawn to it like i found this one image of a a chef in a kitchen and there was a red lobster in there and my eye just kept going straight to the lobster yeah. even though it wasn't the point of the image you know so so i i was kind of looking through my old stuff and a lot of what i use is um red for danger i've got images of you know darth vader with red in the background and stuff and that is or you know his red lightsaber and so red is a color we associate with him a lot and so i use red to symbolize his anger and and stuff like that or i'll use red to um symbolize danger like i said i've got a, a shot of an x-wing on fire you know and it's all bathed in red or i've got a geisha who's dressed in red and it's a, a kind of red background and she has a knife behind her back or, yeah, or another so image of a, um, a stormtrooper with like a xenomorph behind him and the, the lighting coming off of the Death Star walls is red instead of white. So I, I kind of use red in those respects most of the time. Um, and then when I use it in other ways, it's, it's usually as like a pop of color to draw attention to itself in the image. So the image I chose for today I used to symbolize blood or I'll use it um, 
you know, I, I did like a Red Riding Hood image, and so I use her as like the pop of color in the image. So, so that's always kind of how I think of it. I, I always am using red very intentionally, and I, I try not to use it when, when I uh, am not doing so, you know, when I'm not trying to make it the focus. How about you? Have you been thinking about how you use red in your photography and, and, and anything like that? Uh, to start with the question about uh, the challenge, I thought about when we decided on red and, and we talked about it coming up to January, I thought about, I had this idea of doing something connected to the the, the feeling of love and affection and and using it as a color of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I for me it kind of stick there but but when I look through all the people that uh, took part of uh, showing their images on the theme red I saw that there was a lot of fire and a kind of fear and um it's a really strong color and mm-hmm. and looking through my image and thinking back on my images thinking about how I use I usually I would say that I am really soft with colors. I usually don't use colors that much. I usually take images outdoor and I think my from my point of view I love colors but I I'm really laid back with colors. Hmm. So I had to go back to my early photography to find red and then I have used it as a backdrop to actually pop out the white figures i i have these images from my i think it's from 2011 when i did my first 365 project with the stormtroopers and the clones and i have this really bright red paper in the background and i have white pea, white uh, pieces you know the to- uh, the candies the piece oh mm-hmm. the, and and uh, they pez, have built a pez, yeah. yeah. They they do they do this um, kind of uh, snow igloo with a pez. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and, and I have used and to actually brighten up the contrast between what's happening in an image and the white, I've used red as a backdrop, and I used read in that context on several images in in the beginning because I I worked more in a studio in controlled light with flashlights. I usually don't do that sort of photography now when I do toy photography. I usually go outside using the sun as my backdrop and my <laughs> my source of light. <laughs> so so I would say that I've I don't use red that much because it's really, I uh, it's it's a element that makes the draws the eye to a, a, the center. It really t- picks up the focus in mm-hmm. the image, as you say. Yeah, yeah. I just always find it, as you said, it just draws your focus and can can be distracting, and and not always is, but but definitely can be. And I found too that when I when I do use red, I I like to really just go all in with it and make it super saturated and really like bright you know uh oversaturated red too yeah is that the same case for you like when you do use it do you just go in go all in with it yeah i want it to be really really red (laughs) (laughs) almost like uh, uh, the uh, color of blood (laughs) without the oxygen really dark (laughs) red Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I really like red. I think it's a beautiful color. So so it's it's a it's a great way to to draw focus to to other elements in the picture or just picking up a, one element by using the color of red. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny in real life I I don't like red that much. I find it very stressful as a color. You know, I think of every notification you get on your phone. Not you, of course, because you have black and white on your phone. But every <laughs> notification comes in with a red icon. You know, and and um, every to do list when something is due, it's it's a something bright red staring right at you. And and I have always found that stressful. So I'll even like on my reminder apps, I'll change the color to to like a blue or a green or something because I just feel better about the due date on something if it's one of those colors instead of red. I'll, I'll, I'm more likely to like sh- to just put something off if it 
it's yelling at me in a red color than I am if it's in a different color. So so it's kind of funny, I... the even just the day-to-day things that I didn't really realize about the colors until I, I started thinking about them in terms of how I use them and how I see them, how I see them from a photography point of view. I I, I truly agree with the, the, <laughs> the notifications on the phone. It's, it's re- really disturbing, but I love the color of red. I really love the color of red. I would love to have more red in my life. I would like to have really bright red t-shirts and dresses <laughs> i really love red right but, <laughs> but i i usually don't i don't think i have any anything that's really that red but i i really like it i think it's really beautiful i love the the way of red yeah i i think i really like red <laughs> nice <laughs> even though i <laughs> so you must have liked I, seeing all of the images coming in this month then with all how everybody else is using red in their photos yeah i did i thought it was it was strange and interesting and i've thought a, a lot about the red <laughs> about how people use red in their images uh, because i thought that was uh, so so many variations and different ways of using the color in the theme uh, to pop up stuff or to tell a story or just to make an element or and I've thought a lot about if people are telling stories or if they just are using the color of red just because we said the theme would be red <laughs> <laughs> so I've thought a lot about it yeah and I've loved I've loved the red images even though they were gray on my phone <laughs> <laughs> Like everything is, but today it's red. <laughs> was there a, one specifically so far that you uh, wanted to talk about that, that jumped out at you in a, in a way that you noticed or, or they used red in a way that you really liked? There were actually several images that I really thought. I didn't think, because um, I, too, I have to be honest, I look at all the images in the beginning as grey. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that it is red. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even pop on the colors, but now I have. But there are images that really stand out to me. One is Joe Coe's image. Uh, he made this of the the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the, the robot? Uh, he's standing in this kind of flower, fiery kind of, swirl and I thought about this I have really thought hard on this image because I'm trying to figure out what is it that he's trying to tell me what is the purpose behind just this image is it is it just to try the color of red is it to talk about environment changes like the fires in Australia or is it to talk about uh, the backlash about uh, against techniques or t- or modern internet or platforms or robots or AI or that would be my theme? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love or is that. it something that <laughs> or is it something that I really don't see because I I don't have the the context with the iron um, the iron I don't even know the <laughs> name of iron the, giant. Yeah, yeah. because I and the last question, if it is something in the story that I'm missing, makes me feel like I'm kind of lost because all the others I can see, because then I don't make it about the figure in the image. I'm doing it, lifting it to a different level and doing it, talking about the things that's important in our time and in our life. But I thought I have to ask you, is there something connected to the story behind this figure? Um, not in the exact way that Joe has photographed it here. So there's not like a shot like this in the Iron Giant that, that looks just like this um, that I can remember anyway. I, I do think that he's using the Iron Giant, especially he has a quote here that says, um, our chief want is someone who will inspire us to be what we know we could be uh, by Rolf. Ralph Waldo Emerson and I think that that very much sums up the personality of the Iron Giant and the messaging of the movie is um, you are who you choose to be and so um, the Iron Giant chooses to be even though he's this 
killing machine sent to Earth to destroy us, he actually chooses to become a superhero instead, basically. And so um, one thing I think Joe is saying through this image is with along with this quote is just showing the iron giant walking through this fire and and still he looks happy and he's he still looks strong you know he's not like coming apart or anything like that even though i love the way it's photographed where it looks like hot metal on the iron giant he did such a great job of conveying that so to me it just shows the iron giant walking through this hellfire or or whatever it is but still being strong and still being the inspiring figure that, that we perceive him to be. So, so that's kind of how I see the image, but I love the, all of the questions that you're bringing up as well. And, and it just shows but, the different ways that we look at images because none of those questions had really crossed my mind. But now yeah, that you asked them, I, I totally see them and, and I think about them as well. Yeah, but I'm thinking about it. And when I hear you talk about this figure that we choose who we want to be, I'm really not thinking about it, uh, about this image from the point of view of the iron giant. I'm thinking of it from the point of view of who we are as human looking at these uh, robots trying to destroy it by, by putting it in the fire it says something about who we want to be uh, compared to the t- to the ai or the robot yeah yes. and that makes it really difficult to and hard to to take in and even more interesting for me at least yeah i was gonna say i, I love that it, it, yeah it just makes the image more interesting in that way and it definitely brings up images for me of like Terminator you know there are a lot of images of the Terminators walking through fire or lava and and, you know coming apart or the skin melting off of them and and it's just the metal underneath so I I definitely see because of that iconography in my head I I definitely see some of that too in this Iron Giant image and and maybe it's just my history with the character and my knowledge of the character that kind of puts a block on that for me when I really think about it but um, but yeah, it's totally there, and, and I see exactly what you're saying, and I love that it's all there. So it just goes to show how good of an image this is that Joe's able to bring up so much in in such a simple you know single shot. Yeah, but we but I think for me it's important to get your knowledge or your context to this figure to really get to comprehend all the questions around it, because when I read the quote it didn't really say anything (laughs) (laughs) it's not really about fire or or anything like that no it is no it isn't about being a good human or being a good robot or whatever (laughs) yeah i I really love that how about you were there any uh, submissions or uh, interpretations that stand out to you yeah yeah another one that really stood out to me was from um the a fall on instagram um this is uh, Marco did a great image of uh, I'm zooming in on it because Instagram is just way too small. So his it's like a landscape image and it's a top-down view of a washing machine and the image itself is really dark um, and there's only really two points of light inside. There's like a little bit of blue light at the top of the image from inside the dryer or inside the washing machine and then at the bottom there's this red light and there's a there's like a red blanket or sweater or something in this washing machine and there's a little ant-man minifigure um who's either falling in or has fallen into this and he's bathed in this red light and this image just really jumped out at me with how he's using the shadows in this shot and how he's using the red to convey those like danger signs that i was talking about earlier and and kind of the sense of dread and just showing the little ant-man figure in here conveys that that you know he has fallen into this this washing machine that's going to get turned on and um that could kill him you know because he's so tiny and so the red light really signifies the the danger here and i just love how despite all of this negative space and all these shadows the figure really pops because of the light and the colors here so it's just a really a, a totally different image than i had seen anybody else do just because of all the negative space and, and all the shadows here and and so it really jumped out at me as, as a great image um does does this bring up anything for you when, when you look at this yeah i really i thought about it i really like it uh, I, I there's but i love I love the fact that there are kind of two persons in this in this image. There is a threat through the washing machine 
because they're in in the washing machine in the background it looks like there is two big eyes mm-hmm. looking at looking at me <laughs> and that makes it really spooky <laughs> yeah it almost kind of looks like a have... darth vader helmet too when you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so he's kind of playing with that idea of uh, we see faces everywhere <laughs> when we can see eyes we see eyes <laughs> As, uh, and i love the way that he makes this figure so small compared to this uh, lot of clothes and i love the the con and the texture of the fabric on, mm-hmm. on the cloth really beautiful yeah yeah just a fantastic image and one i kept coming back to throughout the month um yeah. Um, was there any another one that jumped out at you that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I know there are I so many have... good ones. It's, it's hard. To... I actually have. I actually have two. So I have to take two. One. I I love reflections. I'm, that's one of my <laughs> big soft spots. I made a whole 365 project about reflections. Yeah, we did a whole podcast theme about it too last year. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I re- that's a huge soft spot. So Adam figure for show, he made this uh, image of a red robot standing and looking at another red robot in really soft focus, kind of a reflection. I really love the way he portrays uh, the reflection of the robot on the other side. I think it's so beautiful, so soft. I love the red. It's almost orange. It's really warm red mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's so beautifully done I really love the I love the reflection <laughs> my soft spot <laughs> yeah yeah and I love the texture on the reflection it almost kind of looks like a mosaic or something just yeah to, yeah it's it's not some like crisp thing you'd see in a mirror it's it's yeah this really cool texture to it which kind of gives it like a painting quality yeah, and the the fact that it it isn't a, a mirror because then the figure in the foreground would reach out his hand and he isn't. He's not trying to touch the reflection, but the reflection is trying to reach him. <laughs> so, so I really love the way they try. The reflection is trying to connect to the reality or the, the figure in the reality, but the reality don't want to connect back i really think it's so beautiful it's a fill of symbols i really love it <laughs> yeah yeah i love it too and 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 again i didn't really think of the reflection reaching out the, the same way you did but now that you say it it's it's very clear and and i yeah it brings up so many questions for me in this image and just makes it that much better um so yeah yeah adam figure photography awesome awesome job yeah, really awesome. Yeah. Should I go again? Can I do my third one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go one more, and then I, and I think I have one or two I wanted to bring up to. Uh, we have talked about uh, Spider Goes Hugging. <laughs> yeah. We are. Uh, Jan, I, I can't say your at name. <laughs> Spider Goes Huga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only remember because anyway. it's so fun to say, so. Yeah, it's an another, I think, I think it's an Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, Janin's been I, doing Jant Manuary stuff. I think one photo a day too, which is really impressive. So. Oh, that's amazing. Because I really think it's this is a really beautiful image. And But I'm not going to talk about the first one, not the second one, not the third one. I want to talk about the fourth. <laughs> because I think the fourth is the best one in this, in this series. It's the behind the scene image. Uh, because for me that tells the whole story Mm. and it tells the story towards uh, really someone who he wants to tell the story to he wants to tell me how he did this image and he he didn't need to put the the text in it I really love I would love to have had it without the text because I think it's even I think it would be even stronger stronger without the text because that makes it hard to read it but the the way he has put it together in this third, fourth in image where I can see the whole scene with the the boxes behind the shelf and the figure holding the the tea I don't know the English word for for the the one you 
put the leaves for tea in. Yeah, I, I don't and know either. The, I don't drink tea, so sorry, guys. <laughs> and then the sm- and the small figure running towards that, and that big, big soft box compared to the the scene. It really makes it so interesting to look at this image because this is something that toy photographers usually just say this is behind the scene but this could be the the fig the photo as well uh, about toy photography about telling the story about what it is that we do and i would love to have just had this image because i think the lights are so amazing from the uh, the light above the figure and the light and the soft box that makes this ambivalent really soft light on both the figures i think i think this is the best image <laughs> ever <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i was going to bring up his image too but it's, it's funny i wasn't even thinking of the behind the scenes as its own image but as you're saying that and i'm somebody who i love behind the scenes images um for toy photography for movies you know i, I buy books of behind the scenes stuff i watch um behind making of documentaries and stuff like that i'm just i'm a sucker for these things so i always look at these images anyway but I always see them as something different than the art itself. So I love that you're looking at it as its own photograph because because it is. Um, and yeah, I honestly, I wish I could take behind the scenes photos as beautiful as this one, just because of how all of the story and the lighting and stuff still comes through so perfectly. Because every time I try to take it behind the scenes, it's, you know, all my lights are turned off or something or the scene, it just, you know, the scene loses a lot of its magic because I'm just taking a step back and, and taking a photo on my phone. But Janin has done a great job here of taking just a beautiful shot where all the lighting comes through. So you can really see how he's using the the different colors of light and the different ways of lighting the scene to convey the, the color, the red color. And again, as a way of, um, I think this one's titled Red Alert, so another way of showing danger or you know impending action or something coming from this Ant-Man figure. So, so yeah, just a beautiful behind the scenes and a beautiful image in general just this whole setup and and how he's using color in this is um it's just beautiful and i've always loved images like this that use both blue and red together yeah Um, it just has such a cool cinematic look to it and it just those colors go so well together and you almost get this purple gradient mixed in there as yeah well. I really it, which i love i just i love those colors together me so. too <laughs> i true totally agree i think that's i think that's why i'm falling for it that's a gradient between the there's also some kind of jello light and then becomes red orange and then it goes over to purple and blue i really think it's so beautifully done with the colors and i think that's magic yeah yeah, it truly is. So, Janin, awesome job. And he posted another photo today because uh, today is the Chinese New Year. And he posted a great image, too, of Ant-Man and Wasp kind of celebrating Chinese New Year, going through this scene of, of different uh, treats and stuff. And it almost looks like they're on, like, a magic carpet ride. And I thought that was really yeah. cool, too. So if people um, are interested in seeing his Jant Manuari stuff, he's taken so many beautiful images throughout the month and has inspired me to keep going as well. So, um, so yeah, good job all around, Janin. Um, did you want to talk about our images? Because, uh, I, I mean, we could Should keep we talking about that? images all day. <laughs> uh, we got so many great submissions. But I, I am really curious to, to hear what you did for yours and, and how <laughs> using red was, was for you this month. <laughs> Do you want me to start talking about my image? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we could, let's go our, our usual format. Do you want to talk about mine first and we can go through yeah, I'd love to talk about yours. <laughs> I've been talking about yours all afternoon oh, with, nice. my young, <laughs> with my youngest son. Yeah, we sent each other our images a little sooner than, than usual too. So I've kind of been looking at yours um, last night and this morning as well. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I'll be honest and I'll tell the story I told him. But I'll start with telling everybody what I see in the image. It's... Uh, it's uh, I was trying to find one that isn't too too messy because I've been drawing on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's is really it's a 
white image. It's really kind of filled with white. Uh, and in the background, there is a, in the center of the background, there is a soft focus on a figure that's standing with one arm in the air and kind of shouting or with a mouth open. And he has his yellow nose, uh, nose and he has some sort of ears that are gray and he has gray eyes. And the left arm is it's risen towards the sky it's and it's kind of gray and there is a blow blue tune in in the light in the the image and it goes over from white to a crisp and really sharp focus in the foreground so we have a foreground and we have a background we have no middle ground in this image in the foreground we can see this uh, kind of snowy material I would say it's baking baking soda but I'm not sure it doesn't really matter <laughs> it looks like snow and in the foreground there is a arm uh, and it's kind of filled it's um, it's just in the middle of the image and it goes over to be a red spot of what you I would read as blood so there's a figure with one arm and his other arm is in the foreground with all this mess or a red spot <laughs> a poor description of of a beautiful image and really well <laughs> composed really well composed and when, when I <laughs> you have to you have to take this the right way James <laughs> because when I looked at it on my phone of course it was gray in the beginning <laughs> and I thought why is this because I know that the figure in the background is called a wampa. Why has this wampa an uh, axe in his hand? My wife and thought why? the same thing about the axe. Yeah, because the shadow <laughs> on his arm kind of looks like he's yeah. holding an axe. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that until she had said it, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> why is he holding an axe, and why have he cut off his arm? <laughs> and if he has cut off his arm, how could it get so far from him? <laughs> And why is he reaching out? Why is he holding his left arm in the air when he must be hurt and really in pain? <laughs> <laughs> and then I talked to my youngest son and he said, but mom, he's made this image out of the movie that wasn't in the movie <laughs> you know when Luke cut the arm of the wampa and I said did he <laughs> <laughs> again shows how context for some images is important to understand what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> then we had to look it up on YouTube <laughs> YouTube and look at the scene <laughs> and really and we really looked at it and, and we and I thought about it why didn't I understand that because for me I didn't have the context at all so I couldn't really realize that in in the original scene or in the movies they haven't the wampa in the background they only have the arm and thinking about it I would love to have seen some sort of shadow of Luke running out or something <laughs> like that. Maybe it would have been easier for me to read the image. But, but it is a really, the way it works with contrast, the red against the white, against the grey or bluish uh, light in the background is really amazing. I love the way you put the spot in the focus. And you can really hear the the figure or the wampa screaming in the background. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad you like the image and and that, <laughs> and and I love that it created this whole conversation between <laughs> between you guys. I, I think that's so funny. Um, but but yeah, thank you. I'm glad you really liked it. Yeah, we we have a, even a suggestion where you should put Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, that could be a good diptych, you know, show the wampa on one side and then Luke running away on the other or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was going through my catalog of images to kind of think of how I use red in the past and how I wanted to, to use red for this exercise, 
I, I realized the kind of ways that I had used it, as I mentioned earlier, is either as a pop of color somewhere, or I'll just go all in and have like the whole background is red or red light or something. And so a, a lot of my images had done that. So I wanted to, to try to show how you can just use red as a, as a pop of color to tell the story. And um, a, a one image I love seeing, it's, it's been in a, a couple films came to mind as inspiration was um, Kill Bill and yeah. and uh, Django Unchained both have scenes where where a character there's like a, a white so in Kill Bill there's snow and somebody gets hit with a sword and and you see just a streak of blood go across the snow and in Django Unchained there's a shot of um uh, cotton plants and somebody gets shot and so the cotton gets sprayed with all this red blood and I just have always loved that image of, of this pristine white landscape or even like a Fargo another example of, of somebody yeah. in the snow and then there's just this puddle of blood and and just yeah. how that that just shows the contrast of those two things just shows the danger of the blood and and the viciousness of what just happened you know and it just to me it tells a whole story just looking at it and you're and there's this you, you start thinking backwards and think okay what happened here and, and how did this happen and and so I really wanted to try to convey that through toys and so um this is just yeah as you said it's a baking powder and I think I used um conditioner as well uh Brett Wilson shared a, a recipe for that on the blog a couple of years ago and it's it's a great mixture of uh, you just mix uh yeah con hair conditioner and baking soda and you mix them together and it makes this really great um, snowy texture that kind of looks like powdery snow and it's actually cold to the touch too which is kind of funny so um, and it doesn't like if you just use powder by itself it just gets in the air and it's it's really hard to kind of maintain so that's why I like mixing it so um, so I just did that and then just red food coloring so which which brought back a lot of memories of back in the day like in middle school and high school when I would make short films with friends and we'd do fake blood <laughs> and we'd, we'd mix like you know uh food coloring and corn syrup and stuff like that to try to get this like bloody mixture so so that that was kind of fun too using those materials and and bringing back those memories and so I, I really yeah wanted to try to just create like a little pop of red and show how just the one simple color contrasted with with the pristine white can can make a striking image so so I'm really happy with how this one came out yeah have you thought about uh, taking the wampa out of the image yeah, I, what does he bring to the image? <laughs> yeah, I have, um, especially because the the wampa arm itself, I feel, is pretty iconic. Like people might recognize that by itself. Um, yeah. I was thinking about that earlier, especially just the 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 aspect ratio of this image. I was, unfortunately, this is kind of how I have to think these days with social media. Is I was like, is this too tall to show up nicely on Instagram, or do I have to crop it or something? So I, I was kind of thinking, should I have had the wampa in there to begin with? Um, I personally like the wampa in there just because it connects him to the arm in the foreground. And, and I like playing around with the foreground and background, um, different depths of field and stuff like that. So personally, I like it, but I also understand if it's uh, an unnecessary addition to, to the image. What do you think? Would it be better if it was just the arm or would people... My my wonder too is would people understand that it's the wampa's arm instead of just I don't think some you, random I don't arm? think I don't think you need to know that it's the wampa's arm. I don't think the wampa I don't think the wampa makes any <laughs> <laughs> I have actually cropped it in my phone talking to you and I, I would say it's better without the wampa. Ah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I have a other I have a difficulty with the wampa because I have no connection to it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel, I can't really, I have no relationship. You have to put him, you have to make him, I have to connect to him. I can connect to the arm in the snow because that hurts. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say about the wampa. Is he angry? Is he sad? Is he stupid? <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe both. Maybe he is, but I, yeah, I think I prefer. <laughs> I think you should try. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'll cropping try cropping it. it and just see what I think of it. And I'm curious what our listeners think too. If you guys, um, excuse me, if you guys chime in on the blog post at toyphotographers.com, you know, what 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 do you think of adding elements like this into your images and and the context of of something like this? And I know that you have talked about this before on the podcast with Shelley about fan fiction. And that's, you know, this image, is, image falls into the category of fan fiction. 
because of the Wampa connection, but without it, does the image stand on its own, you know? And, and, um, it, yeah, if you don't have context for what the Wampa is, it, it, I could see it being confusing. So, so it kind of brings up some of those questions as well. So yeah, I'm curious to see what people think. Yeah, because I didn't have the, I couldn't really put it in the right context because I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't fresh in my, I don't even remember that scene, to be honest. <laughs> I remember this scene when Han Soli puts Luke and him in the stomach of that whatever creature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I remember, the, the one with the arm. <laughs> I had no memory of that. <laughs> Sad to say, I'm the worst to look at toy photos. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think that's bad at all. It's um, I, I like that you're looking at it from a different perspective than I am. Especially, it had never even occurred to me not to have the wampa in the image. So, so yeah, it's it's always interesting to hear those different opinions. Um, I send you my crop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got your email. You just emailed me the cropped image, and I really, yeah, I like it. It's um. It, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but it's a good image on its own, you know. So. <laughs> it's a really good image. And I th I think it's true, one for once, it's true to say less is more. Mm. <laughs> yeah, especially it, it does, the um, the less is more works here because um, I'm looking at it cropped now and, and it just makes me wonder what happened here. And it's kind of a, more of a mystery this way. Yeah. And more of just yeah. the aftermath of something instead of like the immediate... Um, moment something happens or something you know especially when yeah. i really tried to make sure the blood was soaked into the snow so it looked like it'd been there for a little while so so that it that is conveyed more in the cropped image than in the full image so huh, yeah and it makes it yeah and it makes it strange that the wampa is standing there with a, the left arm in the air why would he be doing that <laughs> when the, I just think when angry, the arm... you know, and he's like lifting his arm, <laughs> yeah, but... like lifting his arms up in anger. But but yeah, and then the shadow that looks like an axe that doesn't help things either. So it's just <laughs> no, one of those instances that uh, you know sometimes you need to a uh, second opinion on images, um, or you know just different contexts of different opinions can be eye opening and really helpful. So so thank you. This is interesting, and like I said, I'm curious to hear what the uh, listeners think. So. <laughs> yeah. they will go for your <laughs> interpretation they want the wampa in the image <laughs> people people love the wampa so you know we'll, uh, we'll see <laughs> why why wait why why do people like the wampa i think what is it about for me it's just a cool like i'm just a sucker for great creatures and aliens and things especially like uh, guys in suits you know to the wampa is just somebody in a big furry suit you know so it's i i just have always i think it's just one of those iconic monsters that people just like and associate things with and and um they like the movie so they like the the wampa in the movie i don't know and it's um we could ask on the blog yeah, as well yeah, why, why people do people like well. i just yeah i just like him because he's a cool creature in a movie that i like but i i am curious if there are other specific reasons and i know there are people like um runs with wampa is somebody on instagram who photographs almost exclusively the wampa in, in like running situations and stuff and okay. so i'm curious what like why he chose wampas specifically too you know so um, that sounds like an, an, a podcast yeah. episode. Yeah, I invited yes. him on at some point, but we we're um, too busy to connect. So I'll have to kind of circle back around and see if see if he'd want to come on and, and talk some Wampa Wampa talk. Well, it'll be the Wampa Talk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but enough about Wampas. Let's go to a different uh, corner of Star Wars and talk about your image. <laughs> let's go for it i was yeah I was really curious how you were going to use red in your images because I have have. As you've said, you um, shoot outdoors a lot, and you use more natural lighting and stuff. And and so I was really curious how you were going to use red in this image. Um, and, uh, and it's a beautiful image, and I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it and, and to talk about it. So <laughs> so let me uh, briefly explain what I see here, and then we can dive into it. Yeah. So it's a portrait-oriented image, and um, you've got two figures here in the foreground, kind of in the middle of the the scene. And it's who I see as Darth Vader is um, kind of in the the front of the shot, you know, the foremost foreground of the shot, but facing away from the camera. And he's embracing a stormtrooper who's got 
his or her arms wrapped around Darth Vader's uh, head, you know, so it's kind of um, in this embrace, and the legs of the Stormtrooper are up in the air, so it looks like the Stormtroopers just jumped into Darth Vader's arms, and they're embracing, and I immediately read it as this loving embrace, because um, I, I love that, again, you were using your your high heels here that you have <laughs> shown in several of your past shots. So the Stormtrooper was wearing high heels at some point, and one of them is still on his left foot, but the other one has fallen and is and is on the ground just in front of Darth Vader. So I picture it, ha- it has fallen off when, when the Stormtrooper jumped up and, and jumped into this embrace. So at first I see this as an embrace... Because um, because of the way that the stormtrooper's arms are wrapped around Darth Vader's head, it's like a very loving thing to do. And because of the the way the legs are kind of up in the air, it gives it this kind of like carefree feeling from from the stormtrooper's point of view. Like it's clear the stormtrooper isn't scared here. And it's not being attacked by Darth Vader, um, <laughs> and Darth Vader has his two his arms wrapped around the stormtrooper as well, kind of around the waist. So so I read this as as a loving embrace and and the and the yeah. red really helps sell that and convey that and i think you talked about yeah. that earlier when we were talking about the colors is is how red can be used to show love and passion and i really see this as a passionate image and and i just picture now the next moment is going to be darth vader kind of spinning around and you know spinning the two of them around <laughs> in this loving embrace and maybe we'll hear the great romantic m- music you know coming in and um mm. And who knows where this passion will lead, you know? But, <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah. yeah, I just picture this this passionate image between the two of them, which yeah. which is so funny because of the figures you have chosen, because we don't see Darth Vader as a passionate person, at least not uh, lovingly passionate. You know, he's very passionate in his anger and, and his fear and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't been passionate since he was Anakin Skywalker, you know. And so that's really a funny juxtaposition to see this iconic character place in this situation and then i I love too how (laughs) how you've used red in this scene it's you've used red not just in the background but everything is kind of bathed in this red light so red is kind of saturating the whole image so darth vader even though he's got this black suit the black has all of these red tones mixed into it Mm -hmm. and red on his cape and and the red has mixed into the 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 um floor of this shot in the background it's and it's all this kind of seamless transition from like the texture on the ground into just a smooth red background which is really interesting too as i i'm so used to seeing your great bokeh coming through it's it's funny not <laughs> seeing any of that in this and i and it really just draws my eye right to the subjects and then i love too that the high heels that you use i know that they're pink but here they look kind of this orangey orange red which yeah which yeah they just are completely saturated by the light you're using and it just perfectly mixes them into the scene but also they stand apart from the darker background that they're on which which really helps them stand out and draws my eye to the to the shoes as well so so you're doing a great job here of mixing the red into the whole scene and even the stormtrooper's armor is now kind of this pink red color which which i really like which is these little hints of the white in the highlights so so yeah just beautiful image and i just love the love the funny situation here and seeing the the as i said i can just hear the passionate music and darth vader spinning around i can just see all of the movement happening in this scene so so is that what you were going for here that that like loving passionate embrace or or am i missing something yeah Yeah. (laughs) no you're not you're not not missing anything (laughs) i would say we got it all because it was a i really i when i started this challenge i started outdoors with i have had decided early on that i was going to work with Darth Vader and my stormtrooper. I have this. I've used them in many scenes. I've done this image before, um, but in, in my ordinary light, <laughs> uh, outdoor, and he's hugging him, and I'm have have a different um, point of view. I'm usually my point of view when I do toy photography usually is right straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, no, I don't work from behind. I don't work. Uh, from above um, and I started when I started this image I started outdoor and I had this red spot uh, I had this heart that I made red and I used that and trying to to see if it, playing around with the the color and the spot and then I asked one of my friends and said 
could I come over to you and use your studio? Maybe you have some red lights I can <laughs> use. And he said, yeah, come, 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 please come. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I actually went uh, to the other side of the town and, and worked uh, worked in the studio. And, and then I started uh, from my usually point of view and I realized the, w- the image didn't work from that point of view. It had to be, I had to come from above looking down on this couple to actually get this feeling of them really really close and really connected to one another mm-hmm. so so because that was important for me to to get the feeling of almost kissing one another even though two men in helmets can't kiss one another <laughs> <laughs> and in my in my back of my head i have this uh, uh, the lady in red <laughs> is oh, dancing yeah. with me cheek to cheek. <laughs> so I wanted that to be the part of the the image as well. And then and then thinking about it, I thought it also could be the prince and the princess on the ball dancing. And in the background, the clock is ding dong. Soon it will be midnight and she has to leave the party. <laughs> <laughs> and behind she leaves her one of her shoes. So it's kind mm. of everything. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I, I love what you said about the composition of the image because that's something that... Um, maybe we could do for a future challenge as well as talk about composition because it is so important to to the story that you're trying to tell in an image and I love that you kind of had to play around with it a little bit until you decided to to shoot from above and kind of come closer in to to portray the closest between the two figures so so I love how you're using the composition as a way to also enhance the story that you're telling in the image and I think you did a a great job I think it was a a perfect choice for this thank you yeah I've had I have I had a marvelous time doing the image, and I really felt like I was in my early days of doing toy photography, mm. playing around with lights and feelings, and playing around with the figures, <laughs> being well, my great. old self. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that that this was able to do that for you, and and that it was kind of a fun, different experience than you've been doing lately. So, so yeah, that that's that's awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome, and it was yeah, and and the reason for that was because we went for a for a color, and I had to think about how I wanted to portray that through light or through through the image, and I decided to go for all in on light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's something we else we haven't really talked about with color is is the different ways that you can introduce it into the scene either through an accessory on the figure itself or, or the color of, of the figure that you're doing or the lighting or the background, you know, or, or, or whatever it is. There's so many different ways to, to use the color and to portray the color that I love that, you know, I did it through a little bit of food coloring on some snow and you did it through the lighting. And we saw so many different interpretations of that in the, the listener submissions that we got. So, so yeah, I just love how we got so many different examples this time of, of the ways to use color and the, the emotions that you can use to, to convey through, through different colors. So, so I'd love to talk about more colors in the future. Um, you know, maybe pick a blue or, or something like that later on and, and do a different color. Cause, um, yeah, it's something that I, I've been thinking about more and more as I get more thoughtful about the images that I'm taking. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's really fun to think about it and, and experiment with it. Yeah, because of, there's something about how you portray the color as well. We talked about that, the orange compared to the dark bloody red mm-hmm. it's totally different it tells different stories it picks up different feelings so and that's so something you really have to think about when you how you want to saturate your colors yeah in the image yeah yeah exactly so so speaking of future challenges that we're going to do i, I wanted to briefly just talk about um the, the reason behind these podcasts and, and the challenge that we're doing, because I, I know that there are there's been a little bit of confusion about what we're doing here on the podcast compared to what's happening in the community and the different challenges we have going on, like on MeWe and on the blog. And um, I, 
I'm sorry that there has been that confusion, and, and I definitely don't want to make things more difficult for people by introducing different challenges. And we have talked about doing, lining what we're could doing I up. Throw, could I throw in a question Yeah, there? yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this, well, because I have never really, I have to be honest, is there is a, what is a challenge? Is it, because there is a competition as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't there? Yeah. Uh, because, because I think that makes a, in this juice of, of images people do around toy photos or toy photography, uh, there is a competition, you can win something and there is... For us, the the idea is to learn something. You can learn something by winning as well. I don't say there is a something that it excludes one another, but I think we have to be. I think I don't think the challenge is really the right word. Yeah, for exactly. What we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing that I I don't want to want these episodes to come across as challenges or competitions or anything because they're really not. They're more exercises or, or kind of creative workshops that you and I are doing, um, and and kind of picking something that we're going to focus on in our photography until we talk next. And so so I I do apologize that there has been confusion about that in the communities, and I know that different hashtags and stuff like that that can feel feel like there's so much stuff going on so i do want to try to simplify things in the future and we have talked about um lining up what we're doing here on the podcast with what's happening in the community but sometimes that's really difficult just because of how we record these episodes and when and sometimes like we're recording this one at the end of january but it's probably not going to air until sometime in mid-february and we didn't record last until before christmas you know so it's just it the schedules never quite line up and it's i i don't want to make it more complicated than it needs to be so from now on we're just going to kind of see these episodes as more just creative workshops that Christina and I are doing. Um, we invite all of you listeners to join in and, and join us, but I think we're going to steer away a bit from using the hashtags. Um, I know that like on the MeWe community in particular, there have been a lot of great people who've been joining in and, and reminding people about the challenges or about these themes, because I'm, I'm really terrible about doing that. And um, so like, uh, I know Matthew Wajad has been posting a lot about it and posting reminders to people. And they created a new hashtag, like hashtag TP tag team or something where you mix what's going on with the podcast with what's the MeWe community theme is and stuff. And, and I really appreciate people trying to find ways to to do that and bring awareness to what we're doing here. But I definitely, I want to try to simplify it and not make it seem like this is just another challenge or competition that people have to um, participate in. And so instead, Chrissy and I are just going to, we're going to similarly just pick themes or techniques or something that we want to try for the next month. Um, but instead of using a hashtag, we it will just be if you guys post something that aligns with what we're talking about just go ahead and tag us i'm at the real james 23 on instagram christina's at calix anderson we're both on MeWe as well or you can email it to us at toyphotographypod at gmail.com um, that way that way we don't have too many hashtags going on and um, we can just kind of keep this as a more casual exercise driven thing and not detract from from the other challenges and stuff like that that are actually happening and maybe sometimes we will do competitions or challenges in the future or whatever but for now we're just going to kind of scale it back a little bit and and simplify things so um that being said we are gonna kind of focus on the same thing (laughs) happening in MeWe next month for february um the uh i don't know if it's been announced yet when we're recording but in february the MeWe community is going to be doing a a challenge all about movement so christina and i are also going to use movement for our theme and our exercise and try to use movement in our toy photos for for our next challenge which will probably air in march the beginning of march sometime so um throughout february we'll we'll use movement in our images and if you guys happen to take something that you think you should bring to our attention for the podcast or would like us to maybe consider talking about on the podcast go ahead and just tag both of us and uh, then we'll just see your images that way and and hopefully simplify all of the crossovers and stuff happening everywhere and, and make this easier for people to participate in and listen to without it seeming like this this stressful new thing that you have to kind of c- keep up with so you don't have to hold another hashtag (laughs) in your head and you don't have to tag us if you don't want us to look at the images or talk about them but if you want us to be talk about them 
maybe there is an opportunity to do that by tagging us. And that's the only thing we say. We will talk about movement anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think movement is one of those great, um, great techniques and something that um, is is interesting and difficult sometimes to convey in toy photography. So I really want to try doing that um, and talk about our experience with that together and and kind of as we did with this week's episode, use the listener submissions as ways of pointing out other ways people can use these techniques or are using these techniques that we that caught our attention or that we feel like um, are worth sharing. So, so if you guys want to join in with us, please feel free. Uh, just tag as I said, myself and Christina, um, and I'll include our tags on the blog post as well. And of course, you can always email them to us. But um, but yeah, this was a, a great conversation. And thank you to everybody who did join in in photographing red subjects and red toy photos for us. This was a, a really fun exercise to do. And, and I, I feel like I actually learned a lot, even though I feel like when I went into this, I felt like I, I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was thinking, but now I, I'm leaving this conversation with so many different ideas and so many different questions about colors and, and red. And in the particular. conclusion is, what did you learn, James? <laughs> Tell us, what did you actually learn? To uh, crop the wampa out of your images. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> less is more. <laughs> yeah, less is more. Exactly. How about yourself, Christina? I mean, I have a takeaway, and I think it's harsh. And re- I'm thinking about it. I think I shouldn't phrase it that way. But, but red is a color that makes the eye seek it and really takes up space in a photo. So you have to be careful of how you use red in your photos. You have to think it through because people will look at the red stuff in the photos, right. even that. Was if, if if that was your intention, this is amazing. If it wasn't your intention, then you have to think about it because when you pick figures that are red, people will look at those first because we are trained to that. Our brain looks for that. That's why we have these notifications that are red. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's no accident. It's uh, it's definitely, we have been exactly, as you said, trained to to look at the red images first. And so, yeah, perfectly said, Christina. Um, so thank you for that. And thank you again for this conversation. This was really fun. And then, yeah, this was our first chat of the new year. And I'm, I feel like we're off to a great start with these. And I'm, I'm so curious to see what we both do with movement for next month. And um, yeah, yeah, I have a question about that as well. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Before we go, I have one question. Thinking about movement and my first thought was about having the figure that can't move in a cell image moving moving but another way of doing movement is to move the the camera but that's a different that's a technique am i supposed to do the technique as this uh, uh, workshop quest or should i do trying to get the figure to move (laughs) (laughs) well um this isn't going to be very helpful but i guess i say it's up to you like what you know when you think of movement in an image, what does that say to you are you thinking of a moving mm. figure are you thinking of moving the camera are you thinking of the background is moving um uh, yeah, yeah because m- m- my thought really went about we should do abstracts hmm. and i'm thinking about that i really want to put that in your mind to have that as a challenge yeah i've thought of that before as well doing some kind of abstract especially that's another very vague open-ended term so i'm I'm very curious what we would tackle yeah maybe we'll do that for for when we come around march or something we'll see we'll go for a moment now (laughs) and end there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um yeah as we said if people as they're joining in with the movement challenge on miwi and and on instagram and stuff if you guys have a movement image that you feel is worth us exploring and looking at for the podcast please tag both of us or send it to us and um, i look forward to connecting with all of you again soon and christina thank you again for being here as always this was such a pleasure and i i look forward to seeing what you do for movement thank you james it was a pleasure to be here i really loved it thank you Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. 
You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.